1: You know what it is. This is your boy Dane Martinez, Speed's the Spittin' Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network all hour long. If you want to get at it and meet me, hit me at 844-843-6879. Uh, thanks to Tony Sincata for, uh, you know, talking about Fantasy Freestyle and all the different brackets we've been doing. I promise you, Tony, next time around, your boy Eminem will make it in. He's one of my favorite rappers of all time, I must say, but, uh, he didn't make the cut in what we did last week. I apologize. I apologize. I got Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos. He's helping us get so hot that we sweat steam. And... uh We got a lot of things to get to. We got a lot of things to get to today. We've been uh, spotlighting every team in the Major Leagues as we head to opening day. Today we preview the Oakland Athletics with the uh, Fantasy Freestyle Bay Area correspondent. That's Mike Retberg. We have a huge matchup in the drama region of our TV greatest of all time tournament. A lot of people have been talking about the seedings in this drama region. We're going to get at that. We got a lot of news and notes as we head into opening day of Major League Baseball. So let's get it started right now. Top five. Dead or Alive here on the Fantasy Freestyle Blake Trinian has been named the Nationals closer Going into this We knew that Dusty Baker was going to make a call this week A lot of people thought it might have been Coda Glover Coming out of nowhere to be the closer No, no, no It is not Coda Glover No, no, no It is not Sean Kelly It is this guy He's been amazing Go get him right now Go pick him up right now If there's like a waiver period in your league Or something like this This guy will be getting saves for a team That many people project to win 90 plus games So uh if you like saves Go get him. Genmar Gomez has been named the Phillies closer. This is far less surprising and far less exciting to me. One, because we kind of knew this already. Hector Norris and Joaquin Benoit will be setting up in Philly. And also... Philadelphia is not going to win as many games as Washington, not as many save opportunities, but if you're uh, about to still have your draft or something like that, those are where the roles are going. John Gray is set to start opening day for the Colorado Rockies. I actually believe that John Gray is going to be the first pitcher I don't know, since maybe Mike Hampton to actually buck the trend and be a legitimate ace out there in Colorado. I think he can do that. I like him this year. Rugnan Odor signs a six-year 49.5 million $1,000,000 $1,000,000 extension with the Texas Rangers. I got my boy uh, Zach Seekins from that Sports Guru app t- coming in tomorrow. He's going to be uh, previewing the Texas Rangers with me along with Spies, the spitting statistician. But, yo, that is good money for a guy that when I uh, was given a little diamonds and fugazis before, I might be fading Odor. I didn't like his uh, on-base percentage. Uh, the power is real. Texas must obviously see something in him to give him that kind of money. The Mets have announced a couple of things as it relates to their pitching staff. Uh, Steven Matz has been shut down for three weeks because of that elbow injury. His MRI came back okay, but they're still going to shut him down. He's probably going to wind up missing all of April. So what does that mean for the Mets rotation? Well, the number four starter is going to be Zach Wheeler. He, coming back from his own Tommy John, had some setbacks over the course of the last couple of years. He's going to be in that fourth spot, and Robert Gazelman is going to be the fifth starter for the New York Mets. Remember, if these stud young pitchers for the Mets can stay healthy, I show you a definite playoff-caliber team. But Matt's is already going to be shut down. Shut down in Boston is Drew Palmerant. He's going on the 10-day DL with a flexor strain. And I think something that's interesting... You're gonna be hearing it a lot this year. Everybody is used to hearing the 15-day DL. It is now the 10-day DL, okay? So that has implications in fantasy, depending on the format. I'm gonna tell you right now, rule number one of the fantasy freestyle is know your leagues settings. That is the way to win your leagues and win that cash. You have to know your settings. And the fact that now, was it is it, you know, weekly ads, daily ads? Are you making roster changes? How does that how many DL spots do you have? Are you able to stash people? Listen, sometimes. At the back of my draft... Depending on how many DL spots I have. Sometimes at the back of my draft, I actually like to draft people that I know are going to wind up on the DL and have the potential to come back pretty good, you know, in a little while, in a month or so. Guys like the Carlos Rodons of the world. I have him on my squad. I'm going to be just moving him to my DL as soon as that designation, um, you know, happens. So that might happen with a guy like Stephen Matz, might happen with a guy like Drew Pomerantz as well. And in New York, also, the uh, New York Yankees have announced that Aaron Judge, the Judge Ito, will be uh, the starting right fielder for the New York Yankees it was between him and Aaron Hicks we got some news and notes also in the NFL I want to make this point. Okay, this is a guy that I'm telling you now. And and, and then when it starts to pop off and you hear everybody else talking about this literally five months from now, remember that your boy Speeds the Spittin' Statistician was the first person to say it. I said it the day the New England Patriots signed Rex Burkhead. I said they have big plans for Rex Burkhead, and that is being reinforced yet again. Hugh Jackson, head coach of the Cleveland Browns, is saying that – Rex Burkhead is amazing, and that he's going to be a great fit in New England. Remember, they were together in the on the offense with uh, Cincinnati back with the Bengals when he was uh, the offensive coordinator over there. The other thing is, and I've said this before, the New England Patriots paid three point one million dollars for Rex Burkhead. Okay. They have not invested this amount of money in a running back in a long, long time. Bill Belichick wanted to go out and get this guy. Keep an eye on Rex Burkhead, as crazy as that mad sound. Going into training camp. Bruce Arians, like we said yesterday, wants to get DJ2K 30 touches. He is absolutely going to be a workhorse. I believe he could be the number one overall pick. And remember, Andre Ellington is moving to wide receiver for the Cardinals this year, even clearing the way for more opportunities and more touches for David Johnson out of the backfield. More coach talk, okay? And you're going to get a lot of coach talk today with the meetings happening this week. Um... You know, you heard about what Hugh Jackson had to say, what Bruce Arians has to say. Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach, was talking a little bit today, too, saying that he thinks Alshon Jeffrey will actually help the other Eagles wide receivers get better, which I guess I believe, and that Jordan Matthews still has a big part of what they do in the Philadelphia Eagles offense. I don't think I believe that. Okay, check this out. I think um, the Eagles have done a lot. To support new, uh, you know, developing quarterback in going into his second year, Carson Wentz. And I actually think that Philly is primed to make something of a little bit of a jump next year. But there's somebody who is going to lose targets um, in Philadelphia, okay? Um, there are now just simply too many mouths to feed, so here's the way I think targets are going to wind up going in Philly next year. Also on Jeffrey, will probably get the most looks, but don't don't sleep. I actually think Zach Ertz is primed in this P- Doug Peterson offense to do big things, despite other additions. So I think it goes Jeffrey, then Ertz, then Torrey Smith, then don't forget about Darren Sproles, and then we get to Jordan Matthews. So, uh... I'm sorry. Despite what Doug Peterson says, I do not believe, and I'm fading Jordan Matthews. I think he's going to be a fantasy foolgazy. someone you need to forget about. Last note I'll say in the NFL, Cam Newton today having surgery on that torn rotator cuff. We wish you well. We'll see if he's going to be back in time for training camp with that right shoulder. But the only problem is I think he's still going to wind up getting hit in that right shoulder. Hashtag all quarterbacks matter. Let's keep it moving, though top five that are alive. We got a couple of poll questions up on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. And yo, part of the reason that I love being in the cypher here at the Fantasy Freestyle Speeds, the Spittin' Statistician on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network, because this is the place where you can call your shot, okay? So many ways. If y'all want to holler at me at eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine this hour, you can do that. If you want to hit me up on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle, you can do that. If you want to follow me and hit me up, ask me questions at Spittin' Speeds, you can do that. Someone yesterday Disagreed with our perspective on the polls, and that was all good. We talked about it on air. So today, we got some polls up there for you. We got two questions for you. The first is about the Oakland Raiders. It's about the Oakland Raiders because a lot of people are talking about how this is really a lose-lose for everybody, okay? If you're the Oakland fans, you know, your team is just about to get good and they rip it away from you. But the thing is they're not actually moving until 2020. So what do you do there for the next 3 years? What do you do if you are an Oakland Raiders fan and you're in Oakland for the next 3 years? You know, like do you go out and support the team? Do you go to the games? Do you tailgate? Do you get dressed up in those crazy like spiky shoulder pad pads, paint your face, go out and rally for a team that you absolutely know has swiped left on you? Or do you protest, right? Do you like do what? Uh, do you protest and not renew your season tickets? Do you protest outside the stadium on a Sunday morning? Why would you do that when all of a sudden you love this team? You love this team. You love the up and coming uh, Derek Carr at quarterback. You love, you know, um, what they're doing with uh, Khalil Mack. You love that team. They- they're growing on you. So what do you do? I want to know. And you have the ability to vote on FNTSY Radio, that Twitter handle, right now. You can do that. We also have another poll question up there for you. Over the last couple of days, I've heard some astounding feats by athletes in their, uh, you know, in their, what I thought was the end of their career. But it turns out that it may not be. Um, In the last couple of days, both Tom Brady, who we find out wants to play maybe another five to seven years. And... Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki, who is, I guess, currently 45, thinks that he can play until he's 50, which would also be around five, you know, five, six years. So I ask you, who do you think is going to actually live out those goals and play a little bit longer? Will it be Tom Brady or will it be Ichiro? Let me tell you what I think. I think it's going to be TB12. I think it's going to be Tom Brady. And here's why. Listen, I love Ichiro and all. Okay? I love Ichiro, but he's on his last stop. I know his wah, his his clutch spirit, but I think Brady has long a longer, you know, mileage in the tank. This guy is an athletic freak, not to say that Ichiro's not. But here's the thing also Tom Brady hasn't even like hit that like last two years with another franchise part of his career. You know what I mean? Like that's what that's what happens with everybody. You know, think about uh think about Joe Montana with the Kansas City Chiefs. Think about Joe Namath with the Rams. Think about Brett Favre with uh, a lot of teams, I guess, when it comes to Brett Favre, right? But that hasn't even happened yet. Di- Belichick hasn't even done him wrong and traded him like to the Tampa Bay Bucks or the Detroit Lions to finish his career. You know what I mean? Um, and then he's gonna still have another little while. But let me know what you think because Ichiro. Obviously, gambate Ichiro-san. And use that wah. I love me some Ichiro. But, you know, so whether it's that Oakland Raiders conversation or whether it's this conversation of which guy could actually play into their late 40s or maybe even until he's 50 in Ichiro's case, feel free to vote. All right? Feel free to vote. Um, keeping it moving, though, here. Top five, Dead or Alive. You're listening to Dane Martinez on the Fantasy Freestyle on Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Next up is... Listen, Russell Westbrook is out of control. Russell Westbrook is absolutely out of control. Last night he drops 57 points, also has 13 and 11 in Orlando um with a crazy like clutch three while he's being double teamed to send the game into overtime. He's going absolutely crazy. And quite frankly, I think this was all in response to the fact that Russell Westbrook was probably listening to me last last night on the fantasy freestyle when when we were talking about James Harden. And how James Harden was talking about Hooper's going to hoop. And how he thinks the MVP should actually have to play all 82 games. Hey, Donnie Burns, you weren't uh, producing the show. I had Frank Stamfel with me all week. And um, we talked. That was the poll yesterday. Uh, James Harden says that to be considered for the MVP, you should have to play all 82 games. He's playing through a wrist injury right now when all these other guys are resting. I think he's lobbying for the MVP award. I talked about it on Fantasy Freestyle, and then Russ just had his drop-the-mic moment. What do you think about that? Should uh, NBA players actually have to, you know, Play in order to be. And should that be one of the criteria for MVP?
2: Yeah, of course. And you look at the two front runners for MVP. It's James Harden and Russell Westbrook. who yep. don't miss games at all. And not only do they, they not miss games, they're the most active in those games. So to kind of. Pull that away from them is is not a you know not smart at all and I feel like Russell Westbrook just clamped on that MVP. I really thought James Harden had a chance, not even a chance. I really thought he was going to win at one point. Yep. But I think Russell Westbrook, man, fifty seven tw- eleven and thirteen. I know. It's I don't know crazy. how you even have enough time to do that in a game.
1: So. He was getting he was getting MVP chance. They were on the road in yeah, Orlando the Nets and, and the Nets too. <laughs> he was getting MVP chance. That's absolutely crazy. You talked about their usage, Donnie Burns, real quick. Is a uh, stat the spitting statistician wants to give you? Allen Iverson's like biggest shot output of his career and this is Allen Iverson we're talking about okay one season he had 1,940 shots when he played 42 minutes a game okay this year Russell Westbrook has already got 1,977 shots more than that playing in 8 less minutes 34 minutes a game He's basically actually a one-man team.
2: Yeah, watching these two plays, just it's absolutely out of control. But
1: you know about basketball, though. You know about basketball, though. Donnie isn't like James Harden, basically the perfect pick and roll kind of player, though, And, and making it an incredible value for his team. You know, because his little step and pop and like all the options, like that's why he's leading the league in assists. So when you talk about value, is it most valuable player or most like outstanding season?
2: See, it's hard to judge because Westbrook's doing the same thing. He's not doing the assist at a high rate as much as James Harden is doing. Right, but he's also got—he's a point guard getting ten rebounds a game. Not even some centers can do that. So, and so you're really picking and choosing with that until last night's Russell Westbrook. Game. You think you so? You think I that think was a drop the at. mic moment? Drop almost almost the mic 60 moment. Almost sixty-point
1: triple-double. That's Dropped never the been mic done moment. before. But hasn't hasn't Harden also had like two fifty-point triple doubles this year?
2: Yeah. But, so what do
1: you? I mean, so what are we talking about? I saw a stat that um, you know, like it hasn't been done. In like 50 years But then both of them Have done it twice this year I mean it's out of control What about this idea Of co-MVPs But here's the thing It's really a math question Okay it's a math question It's not like they can just The writers can just decide And be like okay We'll give it to both of them You know there's like It's a tiered system right When you get a first place vote It's this many points A second place vote So if you really If you really wanted to screw people, remember uh, Kate Upton and Justin Verlander when the AL MVP came out and Kate Upton was like, how can people not leave my man off the ballot? If you really, really, really wanted, um, you know, like James Harden, let's say, to be the MVP, you could vote for James Harden as one, right? And then say vote like Kawhi Leonard two, LeBron James three, Isaiah Thomas four, and then not vote Russell Westbrook until the fifth. And you would actually be dramatically impacting the odds there, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, and to think you're kind of if you're picking most valuable player, you could lean more towards uh, James Harden. But on the same note, what if the Thunder didn't have Westbrook? They wouldn't even be a a 500 team. It's true. And he's averaging a triple double.
1: You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have our own MVP vote. Um, Don, I don't know. Are you producing the show tomorrow? I won't be here tomorrow. All right. Well, tomorrow maybe it's Chris Bavona. That's what's going to be the poll question tomorrow. Who's your NBA MVP? You got to let me know what that. Okay. That one is. And and am I right? It'll be. Sh- do you think we should go just Harden and Westbrook, or should we include LeBron and Le- no, include like it's, Kawhi? It's,
2: it's Harden and Westbrook at this point. You
1: don't want to include Kawhi and LeBron?
2: Uh, I would include Kawhi if we have to, but I don't. You're not going to include LeBron. They're not going
1: to give it to him, but they really aren't. But maybe the voters will. Uh, I, we'll find out. We'll right. find out tomorrow. I'll let you know, though, for sure. Yo, check it out. When we come back here on the Fantasy Freestyle, I'm real excited. I got my boy, Fantasy Freestyle correspondent Mike Retberg, to uh, help me preview the Oakland A's as Speeds does a spotlight on MLB teams as we head to opening day. And I also, because he's out there in Oakland, I had to ask him a few other questions as it related to the Raiders move, as it related to these Golden State Warriors that we're talking about um, in the NBA's Western Conference, all that and more when we come back. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the award winning fantasy sports radio network. Know what it is? This is your boy Dane Martinez, beats and spitting statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Speed Spotlight today as we go through all 30 teams in advance of Opening Day this weekend. We're going to the Oakland A's to the Bay Area, and yo, now that we always freestyling over here, I'm bringing in my boy, longtime A's fan, to join me on this segment. Uh, Mike Retberg joins the show. Mike, how you doing today?
0: Doing great, man. Glad to be
1: here for sure, for sure, for sure. Now, uh, we go way back and we have been talking about the A's back and forth for a long time, but I gotta tell you, man, the A's have the lowest over under in Vegas in the entire American League, sitting at a 66 and a half win total. I mean, this is a sad day for Oakland. I remember back in the day when it was Hudson, Mulder, and Zito. How's it feel to be out there as an A's fan?
0: Yeah, you know, ever, uh, Ever since we traded Josh Donaldson, it's been nothing but bad news and uh, (laughs) 187 losses since the Donaldson trade.
1: Um, I suspect we're going to add significantly to that total this year. Wow, wow, wow. So, uh wow, setting the tone. It does not sound optimistic. We'll get to our over-under a little bit later on. But uh, let's look at this offense. You talk about, obviously, without Donaldson. There is um, a couple of bright spots that I think could be some fantasy goodness. I want to talk a little bit first about the up-and-coming kid, Ryan Healy. Yes, that is Ryan spelled R-Y-O-N. This kid broke out onto the scene in the second half of last year. Do you think that this is sustainable this year, up-and-coming?
0: We'll see. Uh, I mean, his, his glove surprised. His glove was better than advertised. Um, his bat was was good. So I'm excited to see what we can get out of Healy this year. I'm a little bit nervous about the A's signing Trevor Plouffe, who I think is going to take at-bats away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd rather see what we can get out of Healy. But uh, he, he's a good player. We also have um, yeah, some pressure behind him in our number two prospect, Matt Chapman, who should be up later this year and can also play third
1: base. No doubt. I mean, I agree with you, yo. Speed's a spitting statistician. I'm calling Ryan Healy actually a fantasy fugazi. He's someone you need to forget about this year because I don't think it's sustainable. Check it out. He had a 352 BABIP. that's batting average on balls in play. I think that regresses for him. This is not like a speed guy who's going to beat balls out or anything like that. And also, I got to tell you, in his uh, 283 plate appearances last year, he had a 21% strikeout rate. I don't think, and that's like before he has to adjust to the league this year. I think pitchers can adjust to him. I do think that he's still going to get at-bats because he might be the full-time DH. But Mike, when we move to the arms of the Oakland A's for a uh, hot second, listen man, what's happened to Sonny Gray over the last couple of years? This was a guy that was a stud uh, just a few years ago, has completely spiraled out of control. I want to completely stay away from him too.
0: Yeah, I think uh, um, he's dealing with a lat injury, and my hesitation uh, is that those are notoriously slow to heal, so we'll have to see what we get. Um, He wasn't healthy last year, and that certainly affected his stats. If he can get fully healthy, we know what he's capable of, Uh, but keep in mind, if he shows any promise, he's going to get traded immediately, which at this point is what the A's should do. We should commit fully to a rebuild. Um, and try to really get top dollar for someone like Sonny Gray.
1: Another place where that might happen is, you guys, we were talking a little bit before this interview, you mentioned that the A's in the back end of their bullpen have four former closers on their roster, I think around the trade deadline, you're going to be hearing about names like Doolittle and Axford and Casilla and Madsen, maybe contenders want them. Um, How do you project this bullpen to shake out, you know, you did mention about how you like the way Melvin utilizes his assets.
0: Yeah, so Bob Melvin, his manager, has talked about having a fluid uh, back of the bullpen situation, not good news if you're a fantasy owner. For me, though, I did draft Ryan Matson as my third closer. i say the smart money is on Matson and Doolittle to pick up the most saves. Um, those are probably also the two that are most likely to be dealt, and I would assume that Axford and Casilla might pick up uh, any other save opportunities. I will also say, though, our best bullpen pitcher, uh, not the ninth inning guy, our best bullpen pitcher is probably Ryan Dole, mm. uh, the ground ball, mach- ground ball machine, hitting eater, um uh, so if you're looking for someone to fill like a late-round draft pick, Ryan Dole's
1: going to have great ratios. Yo, this is my boy Mike Repberg here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network with your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician. We're talking Oakland A's baseball. Listen, Chris Davis... I mean, come on, 42 home runs in this ballpark? I mean, do you think he can do that again? I mean, this guy, you know, when he was in Milwaukee, we saw him have this potential. Another kid, you talk about embrace the youth movement. He's going to be around for a long time. You think he can continue to smash like he has been? I think the question will be kind of the protection that's around him. He certainly, he's not a
0: big guy, so he's not, like, if if you see him, you wouldn't think he's capable of hitting 42 home runs, but he just has a nice, compact stroke. And a lot of upper body power um, really drives the ball. He even hit a lot of home runs at night, which is not easy to do in the call Sam. So, yeah, the power is real. Um, I think it's a question of whether he can keep his batting average up and whether pitchers feel like they even need to challenge him, depending on who's batting around
1: him. No doubt, no doubt. And listen, so, all right, over-under, 66.5 is a low total, Mike, but... uh. You don't sound too optimistic. Where are the bright spots on this team? Do you think uh, even if they start off well or have a little spurt, they're just going to sell? So uh, where are you going on this uh, total? I think it's pretty likely that the A's lose 100 games this year. Wow. Um, It'll kind of depend on how terrible the Angels are because the Angels
0: are also terrible. But the rest of our division, uh, whether it's Seattle or Houston or Texas, those are three contending teams in the American League. So I don't expect to win a lot of games against those squads. I think the bright spot for the A's is we have a lot of interesting young players, uh, both in the bullpen. We talked about Dole. Frankie Montas um, is going to be back there as well, and then we have some good young starting pitching. So we'll see what Kendall, Kendall Graveman is. I think he's probably a number three. Um, Sean Manaya, Jarrell Cotton came up and pitched well for us. Andrew Triggs has some promise. Um, you know, we got a lot of foul territory. Uh, they so sure I do. If
1: they pitch reasonably well, we
0: can win at home.
1: All right, well, we'll see. But there you have it, yo. Mikey Repberg, the scientist over here, still saying that they're going to be under that total, which is an embarrassing thing at that. So listen, if we can't talk about this team, at least can we talk about Oakland and people moving out of Oakland, whether it be the Warriors or, of course, the Raiders? We were talking before, like... I think this gives the Oakland A's some leverage here and their, you know, ultimate pursuit to get a new stadium, maybe potentially furnished by Oakland Alameda County or, or something. Listen, I mean, I've been in that stadium with you, Mike. We saw a game get delayed for about a half an hour when the lights went out one night in a Yankees-A's game. We saw the lone kind of repairman having to climb up the ladder. True or false? We sat there and waited in this decrepit building. Now with everyone fleeing, don't you think maybe Oakland or someone's got to step up and get the A's a new stadium? You've been saying there's maybe a shift change going on there, huh?
0: Yeah, some, some good things did happen on the kind of A's staying in Oakland. front. Um, first is our former owner, Lou Wolf, sold his share in the team. Um, to our managing partner, John Fisher, uh, John's from the Bay area. I think he'll keep the team here. And one of the smart things that he and Billy Bean did was they hired Dave Cavall, who used to be the general manager or president, I think of the San Jose earthquakes from MLS. Okay. And Cavall, so the, the, A's kind of campaign this year is called rooted in Oakland, uh, literally the exact same moment that the Raiders were announcing that they're leaving for Vegas. The A's is part of their spirit week leading up to opening day. We're raising an A's banner above City Hall. <laughs> um, so Dave Cavall Caval has just been super successful. He's holding office hours for fans. You can go meet him. Um, Tuesdays between 3 and 5 in his office at the Coliseum. And one of the things that he's doing, uh, you know, we may be watching some bad baseball, but uh, it's going to be cheaper to drink at the Coliseum this year. Beer <laughs> going go from 43 cents an ounce last year to 40 cents an ounce this year. Um, I for one am happy about
1: that change. Boy Dane Martinez, speech the spitting statistician. How's it feel out there in uh Oakland? How do you feel if you're like a Raiders fan? Do you think your 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 tendency is to like wax nostalgic and relish the chance you have there for the last two years? Or do you think like you want to protest? Because like listen, right on the precipice where this team was getting good, you know, unlike the Rams, unlike the Chargers, then it gets yanked away from you? I mean, what's the what's the sentiment like out there?
0: Yeah, I mean full discussion. I am not a Raiders fan. I'm born in Denver, and I'm definitely a diehard Broncos fan. But I will say, uh, fans out here are diehard Raiders fans. they put up with a lot of losing football for a long time, so the timing of this really couldn't be worse. Uh, It'll be interesting to see if anybody shows up. Uh, It's a lot of money to pay to go see a team that has basically left you on the dance floor by yourself. Um, But, you know, I think the, the real story in the Bay Area these days is the Golden State Warriors. We're
1: looking good. We're about to get KD back. Yeah, KD back uh, in a seven to ten days. Looking good. Obviously, we'll see if uh, he could work out all the kinks. But I'll tell you something: whether it be the Spurs or the Rockets, it's a legitimate threat to them in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, you know, confidence points
0: are high. We feel good
1: against both of those teams. All right, no doubt. Thank you so much for getting down with us, yo. Uh, come on back on the show sometime. Uh, we could do it again, fantasy freestyle. How does that sound? Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Dave. All right. Thanks so much, man. Yo, there you have it. Mikey Retberg out there. Big time Oakland correspondent for the Fantasy Freestyle. Yo, when we come back, a lot of stuff to react to. Dave Martinez, speed, the spitting Statistician. You're listening to the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Ha-ha! <laughs> hey, Donnie Burns. Hey, Donnie Burns, we were talking about uh, what should we do here. That was Mikey Repberg. We're previewing the Oakland A's, but we, we go right back to this Oakland Raiders thing. It's such a hot topic. You know, we he was saying it would be really interesting to see if people actually go out there And pay tickets and go out there and support. And that aligns to the poll question that we have up right now on the FNTSY radio Twitter handle. So you can go out there and vote. And people are voting. And right now, you know, the options for Raiders fans on this poll are relish it all right now and, you know, wax nostalgic, be happy about it. You know, um, or is it just appreciate the players, you know, still cheer for the cars and the Cleo Max, the Amari Coopers of the world that you've grown an attachment to. And the other option is protest any way you possibly can. And right now, fifty percent, 57% of the vote is to protest absolutely any way you can. We also have um, Ryan Eads at Hipster Ryan has responded to the poll saying, if they play in Oakland, the stadium needs to be empty for every game. Give the franchise a debt that will take them years to get back. So we got some vindictive people out there, some people that are think you really need to stick it to uh, the Raiders for, you know, Basically, like my boy Mike Retberg said, leaving them on the dance floor alone. I know there are Chargers fans. There are Rams fans that seem to think the same thing. But these Raiders fans seem to be particularly um, upset. You can keep voting on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle right there. 57% right now saying that they are going to protest. It's going to be very, very interesting in the next couple of years in Oakland. Donnie, what do you think uh – what do you think, like, well, if you were a Raiders fan and you saw this team getting better but you knew they were going to leave, like, how would you feel about this?
2: Yeah, it's a weird situation they're in. I know you mentioned the Rams and the Chargers, but yeah. the Black Hole fans are a little bit
1: different. And the Chargers and the Rams are not, like, on the precipice of being, yeah. you know, an, uh, a conference champion.
2: Yeah, I, and I get where both sides are coming from. I, I know I read something where they're 32nd in revenue. Like, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys are making $700 million and the Raiders are making 320 or something like that. I get where both sides are coming from. But you have to think of the fans as well. Like I said, they're not the same as Rams and Chargers fans. They're really very loyal fans. And to see their team getting better playoff material-wise, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to watch. I understand where both sides are coming from, but I'd be pretty vindictive as uh, with that Ryan kid from Twitter. I'd be as, exactly like that.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. Uh, but that was uh, Mikey Rapperg joining Speeds to spotlight the Oakland A's, giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. So many ways the folks here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network are helping you get ready for fantasy drafts, not only here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Don't forget with my boy, Benny Ricardo, you could get the definitive guide to fantasy baseball with Joe Pisapia, who's actually going to be following Fantasy Freestyle tonight with the Fantasy Black Book. You know you could always go out and cop that Fantasy Black Book. And yo, don't forget, the uh, the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge fantasy baseball package for 2017 is here. Stay ahead of the competition with in-depth articles and insights from our award-winning analysts. Prepare for your draft with our new and improved Cheat Sheet Generator. Get access to fully sortable projections and over 800 player profiles. Enter the promo code FREERADIO at checkout and you can get a special discount on the RotoExperts.com exclusive edge fantasy baseball practice. You get like Jake Sealy; his ranking rankings are hot, yo. You get Scott Angle, all that um, and more to help you win your leagues and win that cash. When we come back, Donnie Burns, this might be the biggest day of the television greatest of all time tournament. Yo, we got the final four in the drama region it has been a lot of drama people think these uh these are like championship caliber matchups i want to get your thoughts on how the brackets stand because you haven't been in all week so we got to talk about this all that and more on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network There you go. There's the beat dropping right there. You know what it is. This is your boy Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician. Um, we're here live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, fantasy freestyle. Yo, it's Studio Thirty Four, Donnie Burns. We're studio thirty-four here, uh, at Rock and Riley's, and I just had someone like barge into the studio thinking, I don't know, like trying to start a conversation with me right as I was coming in. Yo, it is live and wild here at Rock and Riley's, Donnie Burns. You're lucky you're in the shelter of the production room.
2: Oh, yeah, there's always uh, someone coming in through that door, it just, you know, and it's very clear that we're on radio. And I know, there's a questions. red
1: light on on the door, I'm
2: talking into the microphone. And if you miss you, you have headphones and you're talking into the yeah. microphone.
1: you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, we're trying to be professional over here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. But Donnie Burns, you haven't been with me all week and it's a Thursday. First of all, you know, uh, you know I'm doing this thing five days a week now? Oh yeah, I I was here with you Monday. All right, so so the TV tournament is getting real crazy. So on Monday, on Monday, I believe we did the sitcom, uh, you know the final the the Sweet Sixteen and the sitcoms, and we wound up getting to uh, chalk. Right. There was one, one seed Seinfeld that moved on, and the two seed The Office moved on. Okay, this is as Fantasy Freestyle looks to crown the greatest T V show of all time, along with obviously March Madness doing all sorts of brackets. Remember Tony Sincata last hour was talking about how he did the greatest rapper of all time a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, the Manzo Boys on that uh on that untapped show that we do on the Fantasy Sports Network. They were doing they were doing the what gets me mad brackets. Everybody loves brackets in March. You know, but speeds the spitting statistician. We are doing it for real, and we are doing it over time, and we are letting you guys vote to decide the greatest TV show of all time. And 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 Donnie, people, you know how trolls be on Twitter, um, and 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 be just like they just want to say something mean that like you got the yeah, seatings all at wrong, you, well, you know, lately. that you get the seatings all wrong. That like, what about this show? What about this show? Well, check this out. I think the seatings have been pretty damn good, and let me explain why. In the sitcom region. We're down to, you know, we're in the Elite Eight pretty much. We're getting to. In the sitcom region, you know what's left? The number one seed Seinfeld, the number two seed The Office. So someone seeded them pretty good. Yeah, that was me. On Tuesday, we had the animated region. You know what survived, Donnie? The number one seed Simpsons and the number two seed South Park. Someone had that right. Whoever seeded them did a pretty good job. We're in the drama region today we're in the drama region today which has been big there are a lot of incredible shows that did not make the cut or that have already been bounced out we're talking about shows like mad men that have been bounced out x files that have been bounced out law and order that have been bounced out you know a lot of a lot of shows that people really liked seeing 24 lost you know nypd all all sorts of good shows and people are like oh how could these be facing off you know but we have big time matchups Today. You know, big shout out first of all to Mike Blewett. Big shout out to Benny Riccardi. They have been uh supporting and advocating for certain shows that are on right now. Um, and right now you can get a matchup. But my thesis is the same. It's been the chalk. The one, the two, the three, and the four seeds are all still in action. So the seeding was just fine. What we have right now, though, is uh the wire versus sopranos. And Don, this is a. Uh, You know, this is a little bit tighter than maybe some people thought. A lot of people actually thought that Sopranos were going to pull this upset in big fashion. Sopranos has gotten over 80% of the vote in every round that it's been in so far. Okay, Sopranos, you know, a lot of people are saying should have been seated higher. Sopranos got 80% of the vote in the first round against ER. Again, got 80% of the vote in the second round against Mad Men. And uh, they're going up against the wire. And right now, Sopranos is ahead in the voting. Okay, Sopranos is ahead in the voting. We have over 100 votes already. Still plenty of time left. But it is not this 80% margin that it's been with other shows. Right now, it is 57 to 43%. Sopranos up on the wire. That's what it is. Okay, so that is one matchup. But then, as you know, trollers are going to troll, right? Haters are going to hate. And so I have people right away being like, Yo, but Breaking Bad is better than both of them. Donnie, these people are clearly not, you know, following at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. They don't know that, of course, Breaking Bad is still involved. So we look at the other drama matchup right now in the TV Greatest of All Time tournament. And I think this is going to be a big one. Benny Riccardi has been lobbying hard for Breaking Bad to take this whole tournament. And... uh Right now, they are up against Game of Thrones, which I think is a huge matchup, okay? Breaking Bad versus Game of Thrones. Right now, again, over 100 votes in only a couple of hours so far. You'll have uh, plenty more time to get your vote in if you want at Spittin' Speeds, at Fantasy Radio. Breaking Bad is up 55% of the vote to Game of Thrones, 45%. Uh, Donnie, I know these are all like epic shows, right? Uh, Where do you go on these matchups?
2: Yeah, so for the uh, the Sopranos, the Wire matchup, I really need to. I'm gonna have to watch an episode of the Wire because I would have You've thought You've never
1: the seen so- the Wire. Huh? No,
2: I would have thought the Sopranos would have been running away with this, like most people thought. Yeah, but I really gonna have to see an episode. No, of this you gotta watch
1: the Wire. The Wire is the Wire
2: is beating out some shows that I really thought were gonna be. Yo, the Wire. This. I mean, I
1: think this is recency bias. I know, I know, you're you the lobbyer of you the millennial. Wire. I do love the Wire. The Wire is my personal greatest show of all time and my favorite show of all time. I'll watch it uh, anytime you want to watch an episode. You just let me know, Donnie. Absolutely. We we could, uh, you know, we could Netflix and chill. And then the, lob-
2: the lobbying for the Game of Thrones—I'm doing that for the people. I feel like you're that lobbying
1: was- for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Benny riccardi's lobbying for Breaking Bad, uh, yeah. so uh, you might have to uh, get at Benny Riccardi. Me and
2: Benny are gonna have to fight. in I studio. think so.
1: But listen, check this out. Check this out, though, Donny. Benny Riccardi told me. Maybe this will sway your opinion. Benny Riccardi told me that if Breaking Bad moves on and Sopranos move on, then next week when they face off again in what will be the Elite Eight. Um he's going to come into the studio dressed in like a like Heisenberg or with a hazmat with like a hazmat suit on dressed as a character from Breaking Bad and I just kind of want to see that so I'm hoping for Breaking Bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to root
2: for that, but yeah. I don't think that one's going to happen. But I'm definitely going to want to see that.
1: I'm saying, I'm saying, I uh, right now Breaking Bad is up fifty-five to forty-five, over a hundred votes already. You, uh, you're a Game of Thrones fan, though.
2: I'm not, but the, so many of my friends are. Right. That that's why I'm saying I'm lobbying for most of the people okay. that I know at least. And I would have to say that the way they talk about that show, it has to be moving on. All
1: right, and then so you know what, and these other regions, because you know we're going to reset the brackets tomorrow on tomorrow's last show of the week with Chris Bavona who, who will be back who I know has been a huge fan and friend of the Fantasy Freestyle and that TV GOAT tournament so uh, we're going to reset the brackets and see what happens on the producers with it but where do you think who do you think is the final four um, coming out of this, do you think uh, Seinfeld or Office takes it for the sitcom? Region? Seinfeld. All right, so you like Seinfeld yeah. as the one seed. I, I tend to agree we'll with you. We'll
2: keep this on record, too. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got all
1: that with Tedkin Jr. and all sorts oh, of yeah. other things. Um, so, Seinfeld, do you think happens out of that? I agree with you. In the animated bracket, you think it's Simpsons or South Park? South Park. See, so I, I also think As much as
2: I don't want it to win, I think it's
1: going to win. No, I also win. think that. I think it's going to be South Park that's going to upset The Simpsons. The Simpsons has not been winning by huge margins, and I go back to the recency bias. Um, who do you think comes out of this drama region? I want to say, yeah, wanna the, say the
2: Sopranos, but like I said, I don't know enough about the wire. I know enough about everyone else, but the way the Sopranos has been blowing people yep. out and is not doing that right now, could I don't be. know. They could catch up in the tail end. We'll but see. Uh, uh, soprano.
1: I, I actually think Breaking Bad is going to come out of this region. I'm with. I'm riding with Benny Ricciardi here on that. And then we get to the reality region, and that's the one place where you know I guess maybe the seating was a little bit messed up. Because um, if you go and by the way, I have the full bracket on my Twitter feed. You know, you can you can see the entire bracket, every region. Um, I'll post them again as we get into the Final Four next week. But. um Yesterday we had a great matchup of Real World Road Rules versus The Amazing Race. I had my homegirl Irulan on from Real World Las Vegas. She did some lobbying, and it helped. I think it helped. Real World moves on with 61% of the vote. They uh, beat The Amazing Race. They are in the Elite Eight, and they are going to face another show that has come out of nowhere to just steamroll people. Donnie, I think you know what it is. It's um, It's cops. Cops in the reality region has just been killing everybody and did it to Jersey Shore. In the round of sixteen, despite the fact that we learned Frankie Stanfill loves him some Jersey Shore, apparently because he used it as a drinking game when he was in college. But now we're gonna have real world road rules up against cops in the reality TV regional final. Uh, who do you think comes out of that?
2: And before we even start this, as a disclaimer, most of those Jersey Shore cast members are not from Jersey because they oh, Okay, okay. We, I don't. We don't like shots how they fired. Re- yeah. Shots fired by Donnie I, Burns, as a, a fellow Jersey guy uh, that we didn't like how they represented us. So just a little disclaimer. None of them from New Jersey. Uh, I understand. But the cops I love watching the Cops show. Cops I don't know what so you
1: think cops is gonna be in the final four, huh? I
2: think so. I think it's just purely on like you really want to see what happens next next on that show.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. It's like a car accident, Who you know do you, you can't, have I I think I, you know, listen I think Cops. I want Real World and my homegirl Errolon to move on. She did lobby really well for the yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, yo, she was throwing shade at Tyra Banks. She was talking about giving props to The Miz, going into WrestleMania. Great interview with Errolon. Big shout-out. To- and great interviews all week. yo. We had Tomek, Tomek Girls come on talking about the sleep uh, impact of sleep on the athletes. We had Mike Repper today. We're going to have another guest tomorrow talking about the te- Texas Rangers in our preview. But, uh, yo, just get out there, all right? Uh, FNTSY Radio Twitter, at Spittin' Speeds Twitter. The polls are still up. Breaking Bad versus Game of Thrones. Thrones, The Wire versus The Sopranos. This is heavy duty matchups as uh, we try and crown the greatest TV show of all time. It's going to be real fun next week when the different genres are starting to battle. I know a lot of people are going to be excited. Um, when we come back, we got a little bit of time left. We're going to put the fun and functional sports radio. Uh, me and Donnie Burns on the Fantasy Freestyle and the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez. Speeds the fitting statistician. You're listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle on the award winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I got my boy Donnie Burns with me on the ones and twos for a little while longer. He's helping to blow up like a Samsung 7. So hot that we sweat steam. Yo, Donnie, we, uh, we had a poll up there earlier also uh, on that FNTSY radio Twitter handle. Who has a better chance to actually play five more years? I want to get your thoughts on it right now. Over 100 votes with 62% of the vote. More people thinking Tom Brady. What do you think about this one?
2: Yeah, the only reason I'm going to go with Tom Brady in this case is because, as a Dolphins fan, there's been a bunch of times where I've gone against Tom Brady, whether it be him losing in the Super Bowl, right. you know, not coming back after you know the suspensions, blah blah blah. I'm never going to go against Tom Brady again, so I'm going to have to vote Tom Brady on this one.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, people were agreeing with me. I'm going with Tom Brady as well. I will say this, though. What I think is interesting is I think the the Patriots are actually giving you clues to this question. If you If the Patriots thought that Tom Brady was going to play for another five years, wouldn't they trade Jimmy Garoppolo? You know what I mean? Like, they're saying that, they're saying that uh, you know it would take a king's ransom, and we'll see. Because Cleveland Browns are trying to basically accumulate a king's ransom and maybe make a run at him. There's uh, there's there's word out there that they may try and make another run at him now that they're you know there's the the coaches meetings going on and stuff. But um, you know I I think that if New England actually thought that Brady was going to be around, they would actually move Jimmy Garoppolo because what are they going to do, sign him to another three, four-year deal and have him just back up TB12 some more? I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I think the Patriots don't think that Tom Brady is going to play five more years, at least not with them, because they are looking to keep Jimmy Garoppolo, in my opinion. So that's 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 where I think, I think there's actually clues to be had from there, Donnie Burns. You know what I mean?
2: Yes, like I said, I'm never going to go against Tom Brady. The only thing is, it does look like he gets more healthy as the seasons go on. It's very weird, but it only takes that one, you know, Miles Garrett tackle this year to uh, (laughs) – Put them out for forever.
1: And Donnie Burns, now that I got you for the hot second, I want to talk about uh, a little bit of basketball with you, bro. Uh, a couple things. One, if you listen to Speeds and Spitting Statistician, you know when Donnie Burns produces the show on Mondays, we got to find out how his AAU team is doing. They made it all the way to Nationals. How are the Lions doing, Donnie?
2: Yeah, so we haven't flown out yet, but I think we're going to be— Fly out? Yeah. What are you guys playing? Who are you it, playing? It's going to be in Tampa, I think. What? Yeah, we just have to get the money for it.
1: What? Yeah. That sounds dope. Yo, well, big shout-out to the Lions. You know, you know— Dane Martinez, speed, statistician, is uh you know supporting you guys, but also Donnie, you've been my college basketball kind of correspondent. Of course, we have the Final Four going uh, you know going in this weekend. Two very interesting games. I kind of want to you know I want to take like the dark horse here. I kind of want to take the dark horse, which I think is my man uh, who you who you drew a comp to Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Butler earlier in the week. That's my man, Dylan Brooks. Uh, I think he can like take over and maybe get get hot at the right time. Could uh, could the Ducks quack quack and uh, tear down the Nets on Monday night? I, I
2: I don't know. I'm gonna in this final four. I'm going with the chalk here. I'm going with Carolina. OU. Yeah, but however, I Gonzaga. Do, yeah, I'm going with the chalk. However, I don't think Oregon really. Uh, I don't want to say they don't have a chance because Tyler Dorsey has been playing. Dorsey's right? been he, killed too, yeah. twenty points. At, you know, twenty points or more every single game in the tournament, but. The team I would like, if I'm not going chalk, are the fighting Frank Martins. Woo!
1: Yo, they'd be be playing defense. they be swarming. Defense wins games. They are swarming. I said it a little bit earlier in the week. It's like there's eight cocks out there on the court. And they're big guys, except for their freshman point guard. They are Eight big big cocks on the court at
2: one time. They are huge guys. So, you know, the fighting Frank Martins I'm pulling for, I got chalked, though. uh, All right.
1: So there you have it. Donnie Burns giving you his picks. Uh, Not that exciting. He's going chalk. That's okay. But, Donnie Burns, we talked about your boys, the AAU basketball. We talked about NCAA basketball. The last uh, kind of basketball I want to talk with you about and get your take on, I don't know if you've seen any of this, is uh, that Ice Cube 3-on-3 basketball league. We I, I, I only know it from you. So uh, yeah, we I have get my news on you. Yeah, yeah. I got more for you. That's what I do, yo. We put the fun and functional sports radio here on the Fantasy Freestyle. So in the few minutes that we have left, I want to tell you they've announced um, some of the team names and some of the pairings for these teams. And yo, straight fire, bro. Straight fire, Don. You're gonna be excited about this, okay? Katino Mobley and Corey McGetty. Wow, oh, <laughs> Corey McGetty. Yeah. Corey. He's only like thirty six. Corey McGetty and Catino Mo- Mobley are on. Their team is called the Power. Okay? Which I think is all right. But remember, first of all, this is a 3 on 3 league, right? So some of these names are sick. You ready for this? Allen Iverson and DeMar Johnson. Their team is called 3's Company. Damn. Yeah, that's going to be That's this, fire, right? Come on, that's be, fire. Are you ready for dope. this? Are you ready for this? Jermaine O'Neal and Bonzi Wells are together. Yikes. They are they are the cap the co-captains of a team called Tri-State. I already love this. This team. is incredible, right? This is They're called Tri-State. I mean, Jermaine O'Neal is from South Carolina. Bonzi Wells from Indiana. I don't care. It sounds amazing. I I don't care either. Are you ready? Wait, it gets better. Yo, we are not done. We are not done. Are you ready for Mike Bibby and Ricky Davis? Oh, Jesus. Mike Bibby and Ricky Davis together. They are co-captaining a team called the Ghost Ballers. Ghost Ballers. I love it. It's incredible, right? All right. You ready for this, though? You ready for this? The trilogy will be co-captained by Al Harrington and Kenyon Martin. Jesus. That, what? These are such teams. It's going really, to be competitive. How how angry is that team going to be? That's yo? dope. That's how angry dope. is that team? All right, but check this out. I don't know. I don't even know which one I like best, bro. Um, the Killer Threes. The Killer Threes. Are you ready for this? Chauncey Billups and Stephen Jackson oh uh, that one's not I don't even I, how old is Chauncey I don't know he's I mean aren't, yeah, these, old guys both,
2: aren't these guys both like on ESPN right yeah, now yeah I don't know he, I, I feel like he's young enough to
1: still a ball lot of these cats are still young yeah. I mean conti- I, when I first saw Corey Maggette when I first saw Corey Maggette I was like wait a second I thought he's still on the end of somebody's bench uh, what was the last team what was he on the, the the Clips at one point yeah yeah, that's what I thought alright so the killer threes are Chauncey Billups and Stephen Jackson which is amazing check this out you ready for Richard Lewis and White Chocolate Jason Williams? Oh, that
2: one—that's the team. That team. Uh, if that, I had they're to called pick,
1: the Three Headed Monsters. If I had to
2: pick a team, that one's the one that's winning.
1: What? Just because it's White Chocolate? No, Yo, no, not that'll be actually, Tony Sincata's favorite. Not he wants to represent his people. Chocolate. Tony Sinkata, if you're listening, man, you didn't want you—you you wanted Eminem in the rap tournament, and you got White Chocolate here. Your team, Tony Sincata, is the Three Headed Monsters. Okay, we're gonna put it in a bracket for you. Three Headed Monsters all the way. They still have to announce a couple more. But yo, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to watch some of these games, no? And like, what we said before the, uh, what was it, the Chauncey Billups and Steven Jackson team? Like they're on ESPN. ESPN better is hope gonna Steven talk Jackson about doesn't this. fight anyone. I know, I know, that is true. Good point, Donnie Byrne, Joe. Um, and check this out. I also realized. Remember we had that rest conversation. Yep. Um Listen, what they're gonna do? They're just taking over one city every weekend, and all the teams are descending, and they're gonna play like four games. Yeah, that's in the honestly arena. the best option. That's awesome. That's awesome. So unlike the NBA, when you buy a ticket and you don't know if you're going to see Steph Curry, you don't know if you're going to see LeBron James. When you buy a ticket to this, you're going to see four of these games, and you're going to see all of these cats. I think that's amazing. I love what they're doing. I think it's great. I'm going to be ready to see them starting in the Barclays Center in late June. Catch me tomorrow, yo, where we preview the Texas Rangers. We talk about it. We find out who the NBA MVP is going to be, all that and more. I'm your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spittin' Statistician. This is Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio. Radio Network. Big shout out to my boy Donnie Burns keeping it hot for me. So hot that we sweat steam. Up next, Joe Pisapia with the fantasy black book. Go out and get it right now to win your leagues and win that cash. Aha.